We just thank and praise God for all of you. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for those in the local assembly. Amen. And also let's give God a hand clap of praise for those that's online community this morning. Let's give them a hand clap of praise for being present. Amen. Uh, at this time, we're going to have Minister Earl to come and bring us uh, the word this morning. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you this morning with thanksgiving. We thank you, O oh God, for our last night lying down and our early ride this morning. And, O oh God, we thank you, Lord. And, God, as we come to you this morning, we come to you, O oh God, with our worship. We're asking you to receive our worship. And as long as we are breathing, God, we want to worship you, God, on spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Amen. And I won't try not to be before you long, but we're going to allow God to have his way. Amen. And uh, I want you to turn with me to the fifth chapter, fifth chapter of St. Matthew's, fifth chapter of St. Matthew's, and before we get into our, the meat of our message, I thought about something, and this was, the Spirit was speaking this morning at the house. And it was talking about how we as people of God, we're supposed to be representing God, but we want to represent the world. And we're getting so in tune with the world now until we are saying that God is doing a new thing. Well, let me correct that miss for you this morning. God is not doing a new thing. The new thing that God did was when he took your a uh, 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 wretched life and saved it. When he took your feet out of the miry clay and put it on a rock to stay, and that rock was Jesus. When he did that, he had already had your life orchestrated for the line that which you were to live. Amen? So there is no such thing as God is doing a new thing because in Hebrew 13, around the 8th, ninth verse, it lets us know that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen? So that lets us know that there is no new thing, because he said there's nothing new under the sun. So where in the world we got this thing from that uh, uh, God is doing a new thing? What it is, they are so in tune with the world, instead of them drawing the world in, the world has drawn the church in, and now because we want to be a part of the, the, the world, we're saying that God is doing a new thing to make us feel that we are justified in what we are doing. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. I'm not going to, I may not get any amen or anything, but I know it's the truth. Amen? Now, let's go to Matthew's the fifth chapter. Matthew's the fifth chapter, and we're going to start at the 13th verse, but before we start there, I want to give you a little backdrop of what happened here. Start at the 13th chapter of St. Matthew is a ba- uh, the latter end of what they call the Sermon on the Mount, amen? The Sermon on the Mount, and just to name a few of them for you, Jesus was teaching his disciples 
He was teaching them that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemaker, alright, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for they shall, there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile against you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely, for what my name says. And after he done all that, he came back and told his people, he said, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to rejoice. Now you're going to tell me, God, that I got to rejoice after all this has happened to me? Yet you want me to rejoice? And Jesus said, yes, be joyous, rejoice, and be what? Exceedingly glad, for great is what? Your reward in heaven, not on earth. Because people have this thing going around, Pastor. They're saying that uh, I want a little bit of heaven on earth. Well, guess what? If you have heaven on earth, then you have no reward. You have no recompense. So you might as well just pack your bag up and go on wherever you're going. Because when you have heaven on earth, that's all the reward you're going to get. Mmm, mmm, uh-huh. So it, it lets us know, then not don't feel bad and thinking that you're the only one being persecuted. Because but God told them, or Jesus told them, said, the prophets that were before you, they were persecuted. So he was letting them know now that if the prophet before you were persecuted, so were you. But now look at this. Look at this now. Look at this. He turned, started off in the 13th verse of that same chapter, the fifth chapter, and he said, Ye are the what? Salt of the earth. If, but if the salt have lost his flavor, you see what he said? It didn't say the salt has lost its flavor. It says if the salt has lost its flavor. So right there, that lets me know that God has likened his church unto what? Salt. We are supposed to be strong enough to preserve the, the, uh, the land. And when I'm talking about this earth or this world, I'm not talking about the trees and the sand and all this. Because those things are yet perfect. Amen? But it's because it's the people that is corrupted. So it is very important, y'all, that we as people of God know who we are and who we are representing. It's not only important for us to know that, but it is very important for Jesus Christ to know that what we know that we belong to him. You talk about Jesus Christ? Yes, I'm talking about Jesus Christ, the Almighty, the what I am, the great I am, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. And I want to make sure that you know exactly what God I'm talking about because I don't know whether you know it or not, but there's two gods. There's a God of heaven which we serve and there's a God of this world of darkness. Mmm. Yeah, so it's very important. He said, now, ye are the salt of this earth, but if the salt have lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It's his fault. Good for nothing, for nothing, but to be what? Cast out 
and be trodden under the foot of man. So if you lose your power, that's what it says. If you lose your power, you lose your favor with God, and you become a stagnant in the spirit, and you walk away from God, you are no longer good to him. So guess what? You are good for nothing other than to be cast away. And God is going to cast away a lot of folks in the last days. And a lot of folks, a lot of people is going to go to God and say, what? Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I lay hand on the sick and they recover in your name? And they're going to hear one word, depart from me, for I knew you not. Why? Because everybody now, we instead of us joining the world, the world will join us. Mm. So it tells me we really don't know who we are. Do we really know who we are? It's sad. It's sad. We say that we are Christian, but yet when I look around, I can't see nobody look like me. I can't see anybody look like Jesus or doing the thing that Jesus does, speaking like Jesus. You see what I'm saying? So we really, do we really know who we are? Oh, God. 14th verse says, Ye are the light of this world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Look how God likened us to a big old city. Can you imagine, can you imagine, uh, 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 Spartanburg? Can you imagine the large city of Spartanburg light up at night? Now, ain't no way in the world you're going to say, I'm going to Spartanburg, and you're going to miss all that light. Ain't no way in the world you can miss that. So God has likened us into a city. He said, we can't be here. All right? So guess what? If you can't be here, then you must be brighter than bright. Amen? So God had, that's the type of light that God said that we are. Alright? We are the light of this world. In other words, what does that light do? That light shows a uh, luminous for those that are in the dark. In other words, who are the those that are in the dark? The sinner man. But the sinner man, when we go and talk to the sinner man, the sinner man don't really uh, want to talk to us. You know why? Because they know us as the next door neighbor. They know us in the grocery store. Oh, and this is a big one. They know us on our job. And we find out when they, when they see us doing the things that we are doing, they don't see any difference between us and them. Why? Because we are in their conversation. We are doing in the activity. We are doing everything the ungodly are doing. And when we start we go to them and try to uh, uh, talk to them about Christ, the first thing they're going to tell you is get away from me because all y'all are the same. Ain't nobody no good. I've had that happen to me, Pastor, down in Charleston. We used to go go past our tracks on Saturday. I walked up to this man, hand him the track, good afternoon, sir, I'm minister so-and-so. 
The man knocked my hand away from him and said, get away from me because ain't none of y'all preachers no good. All of y'all, and you know why he said that to me? The man never saw me, or I don't remember ever seeing him or meeting him anywhere, but because the man have seen somebody else that proclaiming to be a child of God did something wrong, and now they got everybody in the same basket. Ah. So we as people of God, we must know who we are, what we are, and who we represent. Even Jesus Christ, oh my God, turn with me to John the 8th chapter, quickly, quickly, John the 8th chapter, the ninth verse, or excuse me, 8th chapter, 12th verse, now watch this, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of this world. Even Jesus himself, he proclaimed himself to be the light of the world, right? And we know that Jesus is the light of the world. But there's something in that passage of scripture I want you to take notice. Not only did he say that he is the light of the world, but guess what he said? He that do what? Come on, y'all. Y'all can talk to me. He can do what? He that follows me. Shall what? Walk in what? Shall not walk in what? Shall not walk in what? Well, what are we doing out there in the world walking in all this darkness? We was in darkness. And God gave his only begotten son to die for us that we may what? Live and come out of life. He brought us out of the sin sick world and brought us into a family, a spiritual family. But yet, after all of that he's done for us, we still yet want to go back to the world. Mm-hmm. And because of that, again, a God is going to destroy a lot of folks. And when it happens, don't blame God. Blame yourself. When things start going haywire in your life, you need to do one thing. You need to take yourself a nice long sit down and gather yourself and say, now, what have I done to deserve this? What have I done to cause God to be so angry with me to allow this to happen to me? Because I know it's not God, so it has to be me. Oh, God. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on, y'all. Huh? It might not be no shouting message, but I'm going to tell you something. This is the Word of God. And He is letting us know what we are supposed to do as His people. Amen? I believe God is ashamed of us sometimes when he looked down on this earth and, and see the things that we do. Probably saying, you stupid, I did not tell you to go there. A lot of times we end up in places where we are not supposed to be and crazy stuff happens. We are no more than a modern day Israel. Uh-huh. Modern day Israel. Look at what happened to Israel. Every time I, 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 I thought about this, my mind goes all the way back to Amos. Back in the seventh chapter of Amos, around the seventh verse, God was on a wall with a plumb line in his hand. Mm-hmm. 
And this plumb line, y'all, is an instrument that is used by builders. You know, and you you hook it on one end of your wall, especially your brick masons. You put it on one corner and you pull it all the way to the other corner. Now, as you lay in your block or your brick, you you have a straight line to keep everything in, right? So now, here's what happened in that seventh chapter. God uh, told Amos, Amos, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down. When he asked Amos, Amos, what is this in my hand? Amos said, a plumb line. He said, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go around and tell my children Israel I'm going to put a plumb line among them. What was that plumb line for? To show you, because God already knew that you was going astray. But to show you just how out of line, just how far that you have strayed away from God. We as children of God, we're supposed to be the light of this world. We're supposed to be a, 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 a beacon light. We're supposed to be the plumb line for those that are lost. The people that are lost supposed to be able to look at any one of us and say, I sure want to be like them. Because the world don't love you people. I don't know why we are straying so far away from God when the world don't love us. When I was a little, little old boy, not, not a little boy, but, I, you know, a teenager, came to Christ, listened to some, some of the older folks, well, you know, you're still young and, and God ain't going, God ain't going to be mad with you or kill you if you go and have your fun. So you know what I did? I ended up right back in the club, right back in the liquor bottle, and what got me straight one night was somebody on the dance floor. They looked at me and said, Earl, you ain't supposed to be in here. So if a sinner know that you're not supposed to be in a certain place, and you a child of God, and God already set you in order, why don't you know it? Mm. Huh? Why don't we know it? Why don't we know it? Huh? So he said now, he said, now, that uh, it's chapter 12 verse. He that followeth me walketh not, shall what? Shall not walk in darkness, but what? But shall have the light of life. Who is the light of life? Jesus. Jesus is the light of life. And if we have the light of life, then our life should be exemplifying Jesus. When folks look at us, we should have a big neon sign all over. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. I belong to Jesus Christ. But now we look at our, our sisters and brothers, and we look at their life, we instead of seeing Jesus Christ, they're saying, I am a backslider. I belong to the world. Come on. Oh, we got to get right. We got to get right. We got to get right. Amen. That's why I thank God. I thank God for our pastor, Brenda and Larry Manning, because they go, they don't cut corners with us. They tell you like it is. And if you stray, you can't blame them because they told you the truth. Amen. But we, as people of God, we need to walk the plumb line for Christ. We need to exemplify Christ. Amen. The, the life that we live, 
church exemplify Christ. Somebody, somewhere, ought to want to be like us. Not us being like them. Amen? We always looking back. God already uh, uh, saved us, but for some reason, we, we're walking with God, and we're steadily looking back. Steadily looking back. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for the same thing. Lot, I want you to take you and your family, get them out of here. What did his wife do? Everybody going, she's looking back. Why? Because she was not, she did not only want to go with Lot, she was desiring the things of the world. And that's a lot what we got to do. We desire the things of the world. Now, God knows already the things that we stand in need of. He's going to bless us with those things, but we need to do right. We need to stay in line. Amen? We need to stay in line. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go to Mark. Mark. Not Mark. Amen? Mark 4, and I'm almost done. Mark 4, and start at the 21st verse, and it reads, And he said unto them, It's a candle, bright, but to be put under a bushel, or under a bed, and not be set on a candlestick. Huh? In other words, we're saying a bushel or a bed is the shade, or we call it a lampshade. That is your bushel. And every time you put that bushel or that lampshade or that bed over that light, what is that? It's dousing it down. But the moment you take it off, it illuminates everything. That's what we're supposed to be. When we walk into a place, we should be able to illuminate the place. But instead of us illuminating the place, the place is illuminating us. Mm. Come on. Let's check ourselves out. After this message today, we ought to be able to say, For God I live and for God I'll die. Oh, my God. All of the blessings that God has stored upon us. And yet, we want to walk after darkness. God just woke us up this morning. He didn't have to do it, but he did anyway, children. When we check our life, ain't nothing that we have done so great that we have to be here. It's because of God's mercy. Let's get it right, people. Let's get it right. Oh, God. 22nd verse. For there is nothing here which shall not be manifested. Y'all better watch out. Watch out this. Look at this. There shall be nothing hood which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept what secret. That's a lot of us. We like to do those secret stuff. Uh-huh. But you're gonna get caught. Just like a thief. You're gonna get caught. You know why? Because you're gonna get greedy after doing the things that you're doing, and then you're gonna get yourself caught. Huh? You're gonna get yourself caught. A thief the, the cops don't, don't catch a thief. The thief catches himself. Because instead of him going on about his business when he get away, he got away one time, he do it again. He get away three, two times, he do it again. The third time, what? He got caught. Why? Because of greed. So we, we get ourselves caught. 
Alright? And it goes on to say, It shall, which shall nothing hid, which shall not be manifested, but that it should but come aboard. Ah, again. We better watch our step. You don't have to watch your back. Watch your step. Watch what you do. Because the little secret things you do, guess what? You might hide from me. You may hide from the pastor. But God sees you. And one of these days, God going to call you out. You know, we don't like, we are, as a people, we don't like to get called out when we are wrong. But whether you're wrong or right, God going to call you out when he's in. And you're going to have to stand before the judgment seat of God. And you're going to have to give an account for everything you've done. Oh, God. And that not only talk about you, talk about me too. Oh, my God. Because guess what? The message hit me before it hit anybody else. So we got to be careful of the things we do. Not only what we do, but what come out of our mouth. Because guess what? The Bible says, whatsoever is in the heart of a man, the what? The mouth speaketh. So anything that you allow in, going to come out. And if it's the wrong thing, guess what? You just damned your own self. So we got to be real careful. All right? So nothing, let you know right now, and nothing you can do to hide from God. You can hide from me all you want. You can hide from anybody in the house of God all you want because of the fact that neither one of us have a heaven or hell to put you in. But I know one thing, a man called Jesus. Huh? A man called Jesus. He is the one. And even him, he is not going to put you in hell. You're going to put yourself there. Ah, why? Because he already said that he loved the world so much that he was. God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son to die that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, right? Oh, oh no, no, no. I knew what he was talking about. He was talking about the trees, right? He was talking about the fine cars and all that, right? Well, who was he talking about? He was talking about you, 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 you and I. He loved us so much. And why did he love us? Because we were made in his image. Unto his likeness. So when that's one reason why when the sinner man see us, they should see God. Woo! Mm. You see what I'm saying? When he see us, he should see our God. Why? Because we are made in his image after his likeness. So you can do whatever you want to do. You can't hide. You may run, but oh, you can't hide. Now, listen there. And I know you hear me. Because loud as I'm talking and I'm on a microphone, you have to hear me. The 23rd verse says, if any man, meaning woman, boy, or girl, if any man, all right, have an ear. Now, show me anyone in here that don't have an ear. Everyone in here can hear what I'm saying, right? 
Now, you, you just confess to it, mine. You just confess to it that you hear, you hear me and you are hearing what I say. So watch your step when you walk out of these doors. Because he said what? Any man have ear, right? To hear, let him do what? Let him hear. In other words, y'all, that scripture means more than us. It means more than just hearing here. You got to hear in your heart. You got to hear not from a humanistical standpoint, but you got to hear from a spiritual standpoint. And once your spirit becomes in tune with the Word of God, once your spirit has been enlightened with the Word of God, guess what? The body don't have nothing to do but to follow. Oh, God. See what I'm saying? So God said we are the light of this world. And we ought to behave ourselves as if though Christ is right there, which he is all the time. All the time, watching us. When we make one step, he make one. Folks say when, when we make one, God make two. But then I ain't never seen that. It says, you know, he walks with us. He holds us. He carries us. He protects us. All of this. And yet, we want to be like the world. We have, we have a plumb line that runs along within the midst of us. And with that plumb line, it shows us every little detail, every little uh, nook and cranny of our life. And we know what we are supposed to be doing, but we don't. We want to follow the world so until we done got to the point now, we want to even dress like the world. Now, and God told us in the book of Titus, I believe it was, that we are to dress as holiness, but yet we even dress like the world. My God, come on. I'm a type of person, when I get, and my, and my wife could, could tell you, when I get ready to leave my house, if I'm not satisfied or, or, or feel good about the way I'm dressed, I ain't wearing it. She can tell you that. Why? Because when I step out of my house, I'm representing a king. So I need to be able for somebody to say, you know what, I know that's a Christian. I've had people that walk up to me and say, man, you have to be a preacher because look at the way you, you do stuff. You don't say nothing much, and then when you do talk, you start talking about the Bible. How many of us, how many of us, out in the street somewhere, and God come up and ask you, say, are you, or, or, or somebody come up and ask you, say, are you a Christian? And I've seen them. They got to look back to see who is looking before they say yes. Well, guess what? You could ask Earl Smalls anytime. Because they asked me, uh, I was telling them the other day, we were discussing Bible on the job, and they said, are you a preacher? Yeah. I ain't got no, I don't have no shame, no shame for saying I'm a, I'm a, I'm a preacher. Where my shame should come from, my shame should come from my past, the way I was in my past. 
And if you'd known me in the past, you would say, ain't no way in the world that man is no preacher. Huh? You could, I, and I'm not ashamed to tell people because I, I once walked after the course of this world. I never did knew how to walk according to God's word. I never did knew how, that I was an example to others in the world. And really didn't care at that time. Because guess what? My life was very devilish. I used to drink so much, Pastor. I used to go, I used to go and leave a hundred dollars in the liquor store, go to bed drunk, wake up drunk, start again. And one day God saved me. Let me know that boy, listen here. I, I saved your life. Now I want you to be a beacon for those that are lost. Yes, sir, Lord. I thank you. You know why? Because I could have died. Drunk so much one night until the whole house started spinning. Didn't even know where I was. Walked in the house one night before I, I, I moved out of the house on my own and so drunk one night. Walked up to my daddy and looked at him and started laughing. He, he, he said, boy, you going crazy? You just going to look at me? I didn't know. Didn't care. But when I met a man called Jesus, mm, and he saved my soul. And he set me on a rock to stay. That rock called Jesus. And he let me know that I am a child of God. He wanted me to represent him everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, we are supposed to represent Jesus. And as the body of Christ, we all are supposed to be speaking the same thing. The world don't know us because we are all speaking different languages. We're supposed to be speaking the same thing. What are we supposed to be speaking? Jesus Christ died, buried, rose again, saved my soul, and he can save yours too. That's what we're supposed to be saying. We are supposed to be giving glory and honor to God so that those that are lost, the sinner man, would be able to draw, come to God. And I'm, I'm, I'm about to close here. One more scripture. Let's go to First uh, Corinthians, the 14th chapter. And we're going to, st- I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. And everybody is so entangled or tied up with this thing. I want to show you something. That the whole church is supposed to come together. First Corinthians, 14th chapter, 23rd verse says, If therefore the whole church become what? Become together. In other words, all of our spiritual sisters and brothers, we should not have any uh, uh, difference between the Baptist, the Methodist, the, the, the Presbyterian, the Catholic, none. Why? Because we all should be talking the same language. But we don't. And now, because we don't, it's causing us to fight against each other, and now the world is standing back looking at us and saying, I don't want to be with y'all. Then. 
Because guess what? Y'all can't even get yourself together. So how in the world you expect me to come where you are? If that's the light of God, I don't want it. That's what the world is saying. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now watch that. So we should not have any schism because the Bible lets us know we ought not have any schism among us in the body. That schism don't only mean the local church, y'all. It means a universal church all over. There shouldn't be no schism. We should be speaking the same thing. Therefore, towns of for what? No, twenty third. Uh, if therefore the whole church become together into what? One place. One place. Now we know we've got a whole bunch of church in this world, and we are not all in one place. But guess what that one place is? That one place is we're supposed to come together in Jesus Christ. Mm. Come together in Jesus Christ. Right? And what? All speak. Now watch this. If all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are what? Unlearned. That's why we're supposed to be speaking the same thing. All right? And people get all tied up with this. I'm just, thank you, Lord. Everybody talking about speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. You won't be saved if you don't speak in tongues. But let me tell you all something. Don't let nobody come to you with that craziness because guess what? You can go to heaven without speaking in tongues. You have the Holy Ghost without speaking in tongues. Because when you accept Christ as your Savior, guess what? Christ is... Come here, baby. Come here. Come here. Come here. Quick, 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 quick. Hurry up. Hurry up. I'm almost done. Here's what Christ does. When you accept Christ as your Savior, Christ saved you. Right? Then he turns around. Come here, Pastor, right quick. Then he turns around. I'm Christ. I just saved his soul, right? So my work is done. Now I'm going to turn him over to the Holy Ghost for guidance and protection. And what? Leadership. Huh? So I have the Holy Ghost. I ain't spoken tongues, but I have the Holy Ghost. Stop. Stop, stop, thank you, Lord. Stop believing these crazy people. They, they look at you. Uh-uh. God told me to tell you this is a lie. Stop telling Because if God told me to tell you something, guess what? First of all, he didn't tell me to tell you in front of all these people because what he told me to tell you might be very hurtful. And you don't want nobody to know. So let's be the street people about what God told you. Huh? Let's be the street. Let's be very careful with that. Because you can actually run people away from the house of God, from the family. And if you do, then that individual go out, never comes back to the family of God, or lose their life, you are going to be responsible for that blood. Oh. Now, I don't know why I went there. I just went there. Thank you, God. And I'm almost done. Amen? But that's what we're supposed to do. All right? 
if the unlearned or unbeliever will, will do what? They will not. Alright? They will not say that you are, what, mad? Won't they say you are mad? Everything in the building. But guess what? That is not the Holy Ghost anyway, because the Holy Ghost is a language. Ah, it's a dialect. If there's a Spanish-speaking individual in here among all of the English-speaking people, if God want to get a message to that God will allow somebody in the body to speak in his dialect so they can understand, and he will also have somebody to interpret what they're saying. And if there's no, neither one of those people in there, then keep your mouth shut. Mm. Oh, Lord. Come on, y'all. All right? But if, now watch that. If all prophecy, and there come in one that believeth not, or one unlearned, he, what he is, convinced. Alright? He is convinced of all. He is judge of all. And thus are the secret of uh, his heart made manifest and so falling down on his face, he will worship God. He will worship God. If we are together, if we are doing what we supposed to do, if we continue to hold up the bloodstained banner, if we continue to be the light of this world, then that unbeliever or that uh, 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 unlearned, they will come to God and worship God, and the report will be that the word of God is what? True. So we need, as of this very moment, we need to stop Check ourselves and see what we are doing. And if not, go to God and repent. Come back to God and be that light that we're supposed to be. Let's give God a hand, pray. Come on up, babe. Come on up, Bren. Thank you, Brother Earl, Minister Earl, for that. Uh, 